Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, and welcome to this week's McCabe Kerwood podcast. I am Vindra Gamirovich from the Statutory Insurance Team, and today I take the opportunity to take a look at a couple of restrictions and limitations that are imposed by the Motor Accident Injury Act, or the MIA, with respect to the payment of statutory benefits. The Act provides an entitlement to claim statutory benefits for weekly benefits and treatment in accordance with Divisions 3.1 to 3.4 of the Act. Each division generally outlines the nature of the benefit and the duration it is paid for. There are, however, a couple of separate restrictions or limitations that are imposed by the Act that can preclude the payment of statutory benefits. The first scenario is the effect that death can have on the entitlement to statutory benefits. Pursuant to Section 3.34, statutory benefits are not payable in respect of any period after the person's death. Whilst benefits are payable up to the time of a claimant's passing, no entitlement is held following the date of passing. The provision does enable the payment of benefits that were payable but not paid before a claimant's death to be claimed. However, these are paid to the deceased state. The next scenario involves the restriction of statutory benefits where workers' compensation is or can be claimed. Pursuant to Section 3.35, statutory benefits are not payable under MIA if compensation is payable pursuant to the Workers' Compensation Act 1987. A CTP insurer is not entitled to refuse the payment of statutory benefits unless the claimant has made a successful claim for workers' compensation in respect of the injury or the claimant has failed to comply with a request by the CTP insurer under this section to make a claim for workers' compensation in respect of the injury. In this circumstance, a claim for workers' compensation is considered to have been successful if liability for any workers' compensation has been accepted by the workers' compensation insurer under the Workers' Compensation Act. Liability is considered to have been accepted until liability is wholly denied. Whilst it is open for a claimant to claim benefits from the CTP insurer at this point, it should be noted that statutory benefits are not payable, where benefits were previously paid by the workers' compensation insurer before liability was denied, and for benefits where claimed relating to funeral expenses pursuant to Division 3.2 that were previously paid or were paid by the workers' compensation insurer. Whilst a claimant is required to notify both insurers if statutory benefits are claimed under Section 3.35 subsection 7, it would be prudent to consider whether a workers' compensation claim can or could be made in the event the duty has not been complied with. Another scenario where statutory benefits can be restricted is where an at-fault driver or owner of an uninsured vehicle are either wholly or mostly at fault in an accident. Pursuant to Section 3.36, statutory benefits are not payable in respect of the death of or injury to a person 
resulting wholly or mostly from the fault of the person as the owner or driver of a motor vehicle in the use or operation of the vehicle if the vehicle was an uninsured vehicle at the time of the motor accident. Further, statutory benefits are not payable where a motor accident was caused mostly by the fault of a claimant if the contributory negligence of the claimant in relation to the motor accident was greater than 61%. Section 3.38 generally deals with the factors that go towards the issue of contributory negligence, as including alcohol and drug use of the claimant and or driver, the failure to wear a seatbelt, the failure to wear a helmet, and the defence of a voluntary assumption of risk. These are not exhaustive factors, and will no doubt become a hotly contested area when considering the entitlement to statutory benefits. We will continue to canvass the issue throughout our Ponk Car series. Finally, statutory benefits are restricted where a claimant commits a serious driving offence. In accordance with Section 3.37, statutory benefits are not payable after a claimant has been charged with or convicted of a serious driving offence that was related to the motor accident. I do highlight that statutory benefits can be paid if a claimant is acquitted of the offence or the proceedings are discontinued with the benefits payable from the date the claimant was charged with the offence. A serious driving offence with which an injured person is charged or convicted is considered to be related to a motor accident only if the offence relates to the driving of a motor vehicle by the injured person and the motor vehicle was involved in the motor accident that caused the person's injury. A person is considered to have been charged with a serious driving offence if proceedings for a serious driving offence are pending against the person, and the person is considered to have been charged when those proceedings were commenced. Section 3.37, subsection 5, provides that a serious driving offence is an offence that is a major offence under the Road Transport Act 2013, or an offence under sections 115 or 116 of the Road Transport Act. It also includes any other offence prescribed by the regulations under the MIA as a serious driving offence. A serious driving offence when considered in accordance with Section 115 of the Road Transport Act prohibits a person from organising, promoting or taking part in any race between vehicles on a road or any attempt to break any vehicle speed record on a road or any trial of the speed of a vehicle on a road or any competitive trial designed to test the skill of any vehicle driver or the reliability or mechanical condition of any vehicle on a road. Unless the written approval of the Commissioner of Police to the holding or making of the race, attempt or trial has been obtained at an earlier date. A serious driving offence considered in accordance with Section 116 of the Road Transport Act provides that a person must not operate a motor vehicle on a road in such a manner as to cause the vehicle to undergo sustained loss of traction by one or more of the driving wheels, or in the case of a motorcycle, the driving wheel of the vehicle. These are just a few examples of the restrictions and limitations imposed by the Maya with respect to the payment of statutory benefits. It will no doubt be interesting to see how this area of the Act evolves and the challenges that are seen, particularly with respect to the most at fault in the contributory negligence provisions in addition to the scenarios where a serious driving offence has been alleged. As always, thank you for listening today to this podcast. Please let us know if there are any other issues that you would like us to consider or include 
in our podcast series. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.